0: phantom which is a crypto wallet is kind of similar to uh, metamask kind of in browser and uh it's been previously on the solana wallet Mm -hmm. and now it is going to be deployed to ethereum and i wanted to see it for myself because i have not had any experience actually with phantom to date does that that will displease the soul, Maxis. Yeah, that, that, we're about to get roasted. <laughs> I, well, it's I'm, true. I will
1: also be joining you in that. This will be the first time I've seen uh, the Phantom Wallet. But from everyone that I know uh, in the crypto world uh, who goes across all the chains, much more than, than you and I have the, have the time for, they, they say that their favorite thing it. about Solana is the Phantom Wallet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now Phantom, uh, they announced that they're coming to the Ethereum la- Layer 1 and also Polygon. Uh, and so uh, the joy that is Phantom Wallet is about to be able to be experienced by the Ethereum side of things. So Ryan, I'm happy to have you join me on one of the Alpha <laughs> Leak episodes.
0: Yeah, am I doing it right? Is this going yeah, okay so far? That's yeah, great. <laughs> you know, I'm super excited, honestly. Like, and this is more than just a conversation. I think we're going to actually see some live demos here of mm-hmm. uh, of what's going on. What what Phantom is about to release, uh, guys. Before we get into it, want to tell you about another tool that is essential for your bankless journey. That tool is called Opolis. Mm-hmm. David, tell me about Opolis.
1: Oplis, yeah, so there's a bunch of things that we like to do in the world of Web3. We like to work for a DAO, or perhaps we like to be an NFT artist. Things that are confusing to typical nation-state employment structures. <laughs> uh, do you? Ma- how do you manage payroll? How do you manage healthcare? care? How do you manage uh, your taxes uh, when you are working on the frontier in ways that the nation-state doesn't understand? Well, Opolis is here to help you do what you do best, which has continued to be working on the frontier of Web3 while also uh, being compliant with taxes and also getting health care. Uh, Opolis is a co-op. Uh, and so everyone who is a part of the Opolis ecosystem, they all come together and then Opolis negotiates for better and better health care uh, rates and services from uh, because of how many people that they have uh, in the Opolis co-op. They are able to negotiate health care services for their co-op members. Also because it's a co-op, uh, if you sign up for Opolis, you also become an owner of Opolis. Sounds pretty damn well web3 to me uh and so if you join soon by the end of this month by december 31st you get a thousand work tokens which is the token of the opolis co-op and a thousand bank tokens as well there is a link in the show notes for you to get started so you can continue pioneering out the frontier with healthcare because the yes. frontier is dangerous
0: all right that, that is important of course independent contractors and crypto you absolutely need to check this out all right david uh do we want to say anything more about Phantom. So um sure. actually I, I don't know the details mm-hmm. in terms of when they're deploying. So I'm hoping to ask that yeah. from the Phantom mm-hmm. guys. I'm also hopeful to see kind of a demo mm-hmm. of what this looks like. Ideally the demo that's kind of multi chain, so showing us like Ethereum and Matic. What else should uh viewers pay attention to today
1: yeah i think that well first off the ethereum ecosystem could definitely use some competition in the wallet space uh metamask definitely dominates uh rainbow is definitely growing in market share but more wallets competing with other wallets is always great and sounds like phantom uh is doing uh, is entering the ring of competition in the ethereum ecosystem uh which you know competition is great for the consumer i'm also i also want to ask about uh because like on the metamask side of things there's always like the infura backend. uh it's not it is controversial even though it shouldn't be uh, but we will ask about that like how how does transactions get broadcasted how what is the back end of the Solana wallet as well how
0: bankless is it how fully autonomous it? Yeah. is it exactly
1: yeah, yeah. but i think I those think... are the big uh, angles to to pay attention to
0: well guys we'll be right back with uh, Brandon and Francesco from um, Francesco from Phantom but before we do we want to thank the sponsors that made this episode possible
1: Arbitrum 1 is pioneering the world of secure Ethereum scalability and is continuing to accelerate the Web3 landscape. Hundreds of projects have already deployed on Arbitrum 1, producing flourishing DeFi and NFT ecosystems. With the recent addition of Arbitrum Nova, gaming and social dApps like Reddit are also now calling Arbitrum home. Both Arbitrum 1 and Nova leverage the security and decentralization of Ethereum and provide a builder experience that's intuitive, familiar, is your secure, multi-chain on-ramp into Web3, and it's built directly into the Brave privacy browser. Gone are the days of managing multiple wallet extensions that put you at risk of phishing, spoofs, and tracking. With the Brave wallet, you can securely manage your crypto assets across more than 100 different chains including Ethereum, Layer 2s, Solana, and more, all without downloading risky extensions. The Brave Wallet is easy to set up and removes the headache of jumping between wallets and extensions. It's lightweight, but packed with great features, like built-in token swaps, buying and holding NFTs with a gallery view, and support for hardware wallets. But also much more than that, because Brave is shipping new features every single month, with a mission to make Web3 easier to navigate for its over 55 million users. Wallet extensions are a thing of the past, so get started with Brave's Web3 Ready browser today and experience a decentralized web seamlessly without all the clutter. You can download the browser at brave.com banklist and click the wallet icon to get started. How many total airdrops have you gotten? This last bull market had a ton of them. Did you get them all? Maybe you missed one. So here's what you should do. Go to Earnify and plug in your Ethereum wallet and Earnify will tell you if you have any unclaimed airdrops that you can get. And it also does PoApps and Mintable NFTs. Any kind of money that your wallet can claim, Earnify will tell you about it. And you should probably do it now because some airdrops expire. And if you sign up for Earnify, they'll email you anytime one of your wallets has a new airdrop for it to make sure that you never lose an airdrop ever again. You can also upgrade to Earnify Premium to unlock access to airdrops that are beyond the basics and are able to set reminders for more wallets. And for just under $21 a month, it probably pays for itself with just one airdrop. So plug in your wallets at Earnify and see what you get. That's E-A-R-N-I
0: dot... All right, guys, we are here with the Phantom team to talk about Ethereum's newest wallet. Um, I'm expecting big things from this, guys. No pressure, but <laughs> I've heard so much about Phantom. want to kind of see this. Uh, we've got Brandon, who's the COO and co-founder, and Francesco, who is the CTO and co-founder. Guys, welcome to Bankless.
2: Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
0: Okay. So uh, I would say welcome to Ethereum, but you guys are like, you've been on Ethereum before and you've been building on Ethereum previous to Phantom. Uh, can you tell us about that? And like, let me be maybe one of the first to say, welcome back to Ethereum, if no one's ever said that on a podcast with you. Uh, it's great to have Phantom entering the ecosystem. We're very excited. But can you can you tell us about your stories in crypto, how you started Phantom?
2: Awesome. Yeah, first of all, thanks so much for having us uh on the show. Uh super exciting to kind of give everyone uh, a preview of what's to come from our side uh and what to expect. And uh yeah, long time, long time listener. So uh pretty surreal to, to be on here. So appreciate it. Cheers. Um cool. Yeah, well I can I can kind of get started, just talk a little bit about you know, how, how we got started, how we, how we ended up where we are. Um, do that,
0: Cause you guys have some experience like before phantom, take us to the before phantom days and then the story of, of phantom.
2: Totally. So, um, Francesco, myself and Chris, who's the third co-founder, uh, we all got our start in crypto around 2017. So if you remember that's exactly. sort of the, uh, the previous hype cycle, all about ICOs, white papers, sort of ethereum's come up um and we all got our start at a crypto startup called zero x uh which is a company that develops decentralized exchange technology um sort of in, in the ethereum DeFi space and uh we kind of got our start actually before DeFi was was even coined uh as a term yeah zero um, x was a, a
1: 2017 darling yeah i remember yeah
2: Yeah, good good times. Um
3: did Lake coined the term or someone at Zero X was involved in coining the term DeFi.
2: Yeah, there was like a a bit of a, a story there. There There's sort of a like a telegram group where, where DeFi was originally coined, and uh we had we had a couple coworkers in that group. Um but yeah, anyway, so you know that's kind of how we got we got started. Um and yeah, that was a really different time. It was basically the whole DeFi, Web3 space was really emerging from this sort of primordial goop of of the permissionless blockchain. Um, And everyone was just sort of like, you know, working in their lanes, trying to figure things out. And so the area that we were, um, you know, very fortunate to be able to work on was this decentralized exchange area. Um, And from basically the course of 2017 and 2021, so about four years, uh, we were, you know, uh, doubling down on decentralized exchange um, and had the uh, you know great opportunity to work on a number of pretty widely used um, dApps uh, in the Ethereum space. So uh, one of them is called Matcha.xyz, which is a DEX aggregator that you may have used or some of the listeners may have used. Uh, but basically, it's a, it's a dApp that helps a, a user get the best price possible for a swap by sort of scanning all the different types of decentralized exchanges out there. Um, and, uh, we also worked on sort of the, the, backend technology for that called Xerox API, which actually is used to power a number of swap experiences across the entire ecosystem. So that's kind of where we cut our teeth and, uh, where we really got to, um, get some experience building DApps at, at scale. And through that experience, we sort of, uh, were able to. Uh, gain a couple of key insights. So the first insight that we gained was that the wallet is basically the bottleneck of growth for the entire Web3 ecosystem. So once you start building a dApp and you get to a certain size and you say, hey, let's really start, um, you know, being diligent about trying to grow the dApp, analyzing growth funnels and all of that, you end up realizing that every single funnel ends with sending over someone over to metamask so whether that's on the sign up flow you ask someone to you know install a wallet you kind of kick them out to metamask and hope that they return and then even on core flows like even on the swaps every single flow terminates in you know a, a metamask pop-up and sort of praying that you know the wallet is sort of holding up its end of the bargain and properly guiding the user towards those those last, last steps Um, and so, yeah, we realized that, you know, wallets were, um, I think not necessarily innovating at the pace that we would like, um, working at the application layer, uh, and we decided, Hey, like someone needs to kind of step up, um, and push the competition here. And so that's kind of what, how we decided to go after Phantom in the first place was, was through our experience working at zero X. Is there any uh,
1: part of the wallet ecosystem, the wallet uh, flow or UX that uh, you really identify as like, damn, damn, this is really broken. I would like to fix this. This part is not being innovative on. Somebody should do this. Maybe we should do it. Was there any, any, what, wh- wh- what, like parts of the wallet world do uh, you remember as like the thing that you really wanted to target?
2: Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, like I mentioned before, so there's two, two main areas. So there's one sort of like signing up for a dApp um sort of necessitates you uh going over to a wallet and installing it so the whole onboarding piece um to this day remains pretty um hard for normal users but that's definitely one area that we were looking at and and wanting to innovate and then the second is uh the actual uh transaction authorization so uh when people are um you know performing transactions and approving them they usually don't know what they're doing. Um, They see some information about call data or um, addresses or something like that, but vast majority of people don't know what's going on uh, and it's very confusing. And so um, that's another area that we were looking to innovate.
0: Can I ask you a question that's uh, been on the back of my mind? Um, We love that you guys are in Ethereum. What took you guys so long to get here? (laughs) And so like... um, you know, it is it you started in the Solana and many of our Solana friends have always been very excited about um about uh, the Phantom for Solana. Um uh, there's clearly a desire from the Ethereum community. Uh why now? Can you talk about some of the decisions uh behind that?
2: Yeah. Um well kind of going back to my like an initial intro, so we kind of had two two main insights actually that that guided us towards building phantom one was this idea that hey um working on the wallet is probably the highest leverage place that we can we can be to actually help grow the entire web3 ecosystem um the second insight is that the world is moving towards a more multi-chain future um and actually for me personally the first time that that really kind of came to fruition for me was um observing uh the rise of binance smart chain in 2020 and before Binance smart chain it was pretty much unthinkable by anyone in the ethereum community that as a user or developer you would use anything other than ethereum uh but binance smart chain really challenged that notion and really showed that one there was an appetite for faster and cheaper blockchains but especially if you couple that with like the the distribution of a giant like Binance um you can actually really kind of shift the landscape. And so the second major insight that we had was that the world was moving towards a more uh, multi-chain future. And so that's sort of the provenance of, of, of Phantom is a multi-chain MetaMask competitor. So then that brings me to your question, you know, kind of what took us so long to come to ETH and what kind of, what brought us down the path that we did. Um, we decided that, we saw firsthand that how, how dominant MetaMask was on Ethereum and uh, understood that there are some very powerful network effects going on there and understood that it would be very difficult to compete head on with MetaMask. So what we decided to do, especially because we believe that the future would be multi-chain was to basically carefully pick an alternate uh, uh, L1 blockchain to start our journey on, use that um, um, blockchain to sort of carve out our home turf and then use the momentum, use that time on that blockchain to build momentum and sort of cut our teeth with the product uh, and then sort of propel ourselves over to the kind of next legs of our journey. Um, But the problem with that was that we ended up exploding in uh, like Solana ended up exploding in in popularity and growth and uh, we basically had to just double down just to survive basically and uh and and ride the wave so to speak and so i think in an ideal world we've we actually would have uh come home a lot sooner uh so to speak but um yeah we really had to basically double down to to serve the the community and and all of the activity that was happening there
0: i think by the way partially because of phantom uh, Solana saw such, such fantastic growth, like a very nice. polished, a strong UX experience on the wallet side helps with onboarding for sure.
3: It was always yeah, part I... of the, sorry, it was, it was always, always part of the, the roadmap. Um, we actually, we actually even had, I think during our Solana beta, we had a EVM waitlist. Uh, so we were very optimistic about when we would be able to ship multi-chain. Uh, and then, uh, then we just started gaining hundreds of thousands of users per week. And uh, the biggest, the biggest challenge that was like, was spam basically. So we became a honeypot. Our users became like a target and we had to build all this spam infrastructure and trust and safety infrastructure that took us, you know, many months. Um, So now we have an awesome support team. I think one of the best in the the industry, honestly. I I heard you guys call MetaMask the support for Ethereum, we feel the, the very much the same way about Phantom on Solana. It's Like Help we desk. are the, the, <laughs> the support desk. Um, so we built all the all that, and we, we can get into this later, but we also uh, and Brandon touched on it a little bit, but we got in, we we partnered, we actually incubated a company called Blowfish that builds this, it's sort of like a transaction firewall, transaction transaction antivirus service. So uh instead of having this um you know, don't trust Verify contract, which is what it is today on, on MetaMask and other wallets where you're expected, sure, there's some information surface, but at the end, you are you as a user are expected to make the final call about whether to execute the transaction, whether it's safe or not. Uh, we try to take some of the responsibility there now and we'll actually tell you whether, you know, what we think about it. So if we see something suspicious with the transaction, we'll actually flag it and uh, we still let you like click through and submit it so we're not like blocking anything but we just try to inform you in the best way that we can about that I, I think that is is a super important part of what we did too
1: yeah and there's a definitely like a, a philosophical choice here right metamask is uh, very is, it's built with a very intentional philosophy about like user first it doesn't it wants to be kind of like bare metal bare minimum uh mm-hmm. and really just push all power and control to the user but a lot of modern users are like, well, can you kind of take care of me, though? Can you kind of like, you know, yeah. if you tell me that, if can you tell me that this transaction I'm about to sign will drain my wallet, even if that is a, uh, you know, a pop-up that perhaps is a political choice? There's a lot of philo- philosophy there. So maybe that's something to keep in mind while we go through the wallet and see some of the features uh, that, like, you know, there's actually, like, you know... Uh, I know, like Dan Finley is kind of a uh, at MetaMask. He's kind of a philosopher type and has very strong yeah. opinions about how wallet should get built. So maybe we can we can talk about that as we go through the wallet. But guys, uh, I'd love to see it because I'll totally admit I'm about to be embarrassed by the YouTube chat here. I actually personally have not seen the Phantom wallet. Uh, can we whip out some images so I can kind of get my eyes on it?
3: Well, we have a demo view on images or a demo. Uh, de- demo. De- demo,
1: demo, demo, yeah. demo. Wait, wait. What does the chat want, David? Yes. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure the chat wants the demo. I'll, I'll I'll speak for them because well, there's a lag time, so <laughs> they're gonna see this moment in about ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give them the demo, no matter what. <laughs> yeah.
3: All right. What are we seeing here? Sharing my screen. So, and uh, Brandon, feel free to chime in here whenever. Um, what you're about to see is <laughs> is the Phantom multi-chain beta build. So, this is not available to users yet. It'll be available uh, next week or two. So no one's seen uh, this. No one has seen this. This is an alpha leaf. Ooh, oh, he said it. Alpha Lee said it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry. These shows are great. I should join them more often, David. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, so if you want to sign up this, you can sign up at phantom.app slash waitlist, by the way. Right. Um, yeah, let's get started. So I'll, I'll, use this bankless background because it's way nicer.
2: Mm, agreed.
3: And, uh, anything, anything, anything you want to say, Brandon, before I open? Yeah, go for it.
0: one one challenge so is if as we're going we should you could say a few things because there's going to be some people that are actually listening to this in podcast form mm. i remind you like youtube bankless comes on youtube and also spotify has a video version of this um but if you could as you're going francesco kind of just describe a little a little bit for people who don't sure. have the visual in front of them
2: Sure. I guess one, uh, one thing i'll add before we get started is that yeah we're going through the browser extension version but everything that you see here is also available uh, as a mobile app on both uh, ios and android as well wait. correct okay so i'm just
3: unlocking my phantom wallet and bam we're in so the first thing you'll notice is um that you see ethereum solana and polygon all in one account so mm-hmm. that is how we're modeling. Uh, multi-chain phantom. So there's this concept of quote-unquote multi-chain accounts. So instead of instead of having to switch between a Solana account and an Ethereum account or a polygon account, you sort of have them have these blended views. And we try to abstract the underlying chain as much as possible. Um, so if you hover over the copy tooltip, you'll actually see all three addresses. And of course, the Ethereum and Polygon polygon ones are the same, but we don't we try not to make any assumptions about what our users know um so it's tempting to have like an evm row here or something but I think as we add more chains we'll we'll be very explicit about you know what your address is on an evm chain even though it's like the same um so you'll never see like this evm concept in here really you'll just see like ethereum polygon and whatever whatever other chains support um that's it for the home screen Brandon, I'll, I'll let you chime in if you
2: want to say something yeah yeah that, that's pretty much it this is this is the home screen like Francesco uh mentioned yeah we sort of uh, as a user you have you have an account uh each account has a, has a grouping of addresses uh which may be a, a slightly different concept uh to someone who's familiar with MetaMask where they just sort of have one address per account uh, but this mo- mental model is actually not so different from what you might expect from an experience on Coinbase, for example. so, and so you- what
0: do you mean by an account? So I get like, so, okay, let's say I have, um, let's say I have like, uh, five Ethereum addresses, public Ethereum addresses, and then I have like, you know, five others on polygon. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the addresses. What's, what's the account is the, the account. The one thing that I have with Phantom, what's the kind of the account level that you're aggregating.
3: Yeah. The nomenclature around accounts is always interesting. So. Typically in a, in a wallet, you'd call these addresses accounts. So I believe MetaMask calls them that as well.
0: Right, yeah, yeah.
3: Um, so we're just calling them multi-chain accounts. So it's sort of this, as, as Brandon said, this, this grouping of addresses across all the chains is one account in Phantom. So if you have if you have five polygon addresses that you wanna import, so that's gonna be another important thing to say. Say, say you have a, uh, a, a seed phrase with A bunch of ETH addresses on it, you'd be able to import those into phantom and you'd still have your five ETH addresses be imported and you'd be able to switch between them. But each of those accounts, each of those single chain accounts will have been magically multi-chainified and they will have corresponding Solana accounts as well.
0: Corresponding Solana accounts as well.
3: (laughs) I might be getting a little bit into the
0: weeds. but. Okay. Um, Maybe we need well, to see more to see how this works. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All one one
1: question I have for you on this interface here is like, all right, so we got some Ether on Ethereum, we got some Soul on Solana, we got some Matic on Polygon, but at Matic I, actually, I could actually send that to the Ethereum Layer One. So if I had Matic on my Ethereum address, would that how would that be displayed here?
3: Yeah. So we you know we support all Polygon and Ethereum erc twenties too. So all, all tokens show up here. Okay. But and in how in how, their how... aggregated form, right? In an aggregated form. Oh, that's that's a great question, actually. So,
1: right, how do I know what network they're on? Is the question.
3: But I don't happen to have any other tokens in this wallet except for span tokens, which I will unhide just to show you this. Oh, cool. Um, well, they're all on Solana, but this should be good enough. These are so, like
0: quality tokens. Those yeah, these spam. are. <laughs> <really good laughs> awesome <release>. Flip.gg.
3: So, <laughs> so that is the good question. So, for for native assets, we we sort of just have these uh, one-off icons. Mm-hmm. But for any other asset, we'll show you the icon of the asset. And ah, the chain perfect. Collection. Oh, that's smart. Um, Love it. So you, right. you can expect Polygon logo and Ethereum logo here as well. Very smart. So, but, so
0: if you had it on both chains, it would show you both logos. Correct. And we have that, if you have it on five chains, solve five logos.
3: We have some ideas about like, you know, USDCs across a lot of chains and being able to click in and, and then seeing, so like this mm-hmm. aggregated balance view, but we, we have not got gotcha. a lot of ideas around that, but haven't done it yet. Okay, okay. You got it. Cool. Um, I think it's time to move on to the NFT tab. All
0: right, we're we're going to get at some point in this conversation um, into like, when is this actually going to arrive, right? Because we're in beta version, you guys haven't deployed, but that's on everyone's mind. You don't have to answer it now. I want to, we want to tease people. And, uh, <laughs> but um, yes, be thinking about your answer for that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to ask.
3: Oh, we, we have an answer. Good. Uh, but we're also happy to tease the audience if you like.
0: All right. Yep. Tease.
3: Cool. So moving into the NFT tab. Um, so I will say this is one differentiator between us and MetaMask on the extension, at least, um, that we show NFTs. Um, so we have several hundred NFTs in here. Um, you can click into the collection. So this is the Pop Heads collection on Solana. And then click again to see the actual NFT. Um, we actually added, a, so a lot of these features are not even available to Solana users, so we rewrote, uh, we rewrote the app completely for multi-chain. Wow. Which maybe answers your question about why it took this so long too. Um,
0: <laughs> like what would, a what would the list button do here? So you can actually list this on Magic Eden. Magic Eden. So with, um, well, is Magic Eden is now on Ethereum Are they moving to Ethereum? Or something? So, this is a on Ethereum. Yeah. so
3: maybe that's another important, uh, concept is. This in the same way as the home tab. This is a blended view of your NFTs. So, ah. um, so these I are just so had, NFTs. These are all NFTs right now. If we are. We what's... will buy an ETH NFT on if... this call. On this
0: call, okay. Dan, yes. Do we have a recommendation? Ooh, Punk. Do you guys do sound <laughs> NFTs? <laughs> Pardon? Do you guys do sound NFTs? You, they could buy into the Bankless collection, David. <laughs> you buy bankless NFTs. I, mean... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I do a... like
1: how you can list. A an NFT straight from the wallet. That is probably a fantastic user experience that I would expect people to uh, to nor like people to expect to just to have. So okay, so it tells you what the floor price and tells you the original purchase price, and so see one here's a philosoph- philosophical choice that I'm seeing here. You have the ability to list an NFT straight from the wallet on a specific marketplace, right? So this is a choice that Phantom Wallet has made on its users about a particular NFT marketplace that it has chosen to be the place to go uh can you talk about a little bit of uh why why that choice right because if uh if I wanted to put on like my my open source maxi hat I would say like you guys are making a kingmaker out of Magic Eden by just
2: like routing the nft liquidity there can you talk about that choice yeah I can talk a little bit about that um so yeah it's important to note that you know there's the experience that you have inside the walls of the wallet. Mm -hmm. um, But then there's also the experience of browsing any Web3 application you want outside of the wallet. And Mm -hmm. so um, even though we provide a lot of interesting convenience features in the wallet, you can always bring your wallet around you uh, with you to any application you want, whether that's OpenSea or Blur or something else and use them there. Uh, But we do offer certain convenience things directly into the wallet. Um, and yeah, I'd say the choice that we made there is is mostly around sort of safety and security. So when we uh, put something directly into the wallet, we're basically making an implicit uh guarantee around uh you know the safety and security of that. And so we don't want to add any random marketplace that shows up. Uh we actually do want to make sure we vet um the marketplace, the team, the integration, et cetera. Uh, before we say like, hey, this is safe for users. Um, is, so that's is, a little there, bit is that
0: tied into your business model at all? Like, do, is that kind of like, do you get a referral commission? Is that part of how you monetize this thing? Because like a wallet is free, but mm-hmm. of course, like MetaMask, for for example, monetize it in various ways. Right? They have like kind of a liquidity provider. they, they take a portion of fees. Mm-hmm. Is there something like that about Phantom that just uh, people should be generally familiar with?
2: Yeah. So on the third tab there, we do have an in. Uh, wallet swapper uh, which is very similar to metamask and like metamask we uh basically take a fee on certain pairs uh when you trade there that's sort of described when you are uh sort of checking out um so yeah i mean i think the business model is something that we're still still everyone's sort of figuring out in the wallet space but the way that we're
0: but like the nft listing you're not receiving any commission on if you listed on, uh, Magic Eden versus OpenSea or something. Is that correct?
2: Not the moment. Uh, but it's something that, uh, actions that we take, basically the way we think about it is that we want to bring the best of ecosystems directly into the wallet, the best of different verbs or actions that you'd like to take. And all those are potential, um, potential, um, yeah, surface areas where we can like add a convenience fee or, or do something.
1: Are there plans to integrate OpenSea?
2: Uh, no concrete plans at the moment, but also no concrete blockers. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah, just a matter of prioritization. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, it's worth this. This
3: feature was designed in such a way that we can support multiple providers. It just so happens that magic unit is extremely dominant on, on Solana. So we decided to go with them first.
0: Well, that's cool. So NFTs. In the browser in the extension of course all of this is is the same user experience really but very similar so
1: these are all these are all nfts that you own can you also browse nfts broadly or only the ones that you own
3: right now it's only the ones that you own okay Uh, on the mobile experience we have uh we have a fifth tab which is the um browser Mm -hmm. and we used to surface some recommendations in there but of course apple
2: wasn't happy about that so we can get to that too, but, um, you know, it's basically <laughs> yours, only yours. Mm-hmm. If, cool. if you scroll down there, you can actually see that there's an ENS in here as well. Uh, maybe. Oh, there is. Yeah. Yeah. So we have this phantom vault uh, ENS in there.
0: That is cool. Okay. So oh, we've yeah. gone through kind of two tabs at the high level. Is there anything else on the, the other as thing as well? to call out
3: is, uh, I think okay. one thing we've learned, um, is that. A lot of NFT experiences are designed around, especially in wallets, or does, it feels like they're designed around users having maybe hundreds, uh, or or tens or hundreds of NFTs. But we just find that our users have thousands. So um,
1: what? <laughs>
3: yeah, so that's actually pretty common, and um, and there's a whole bunch of reasons why that's challenging for us. But one one way, one reason, or and for them as well. So like, that's why we added search. Uh, we also so just to show you. Um, like you're easily able to navigate to the specific NFT that you own, um, and we also have like a we have a, a lot of management features as well that we're coming out. So you can pin the collections you want to surface, bring those to the top of your of your collectibles tab. You can hide the collection if you you know don't want to see it. Um, you can report it as spam. So we we've added a lot of you know given that our users have literally thousands of NFTs we've we've, uh, added features to help them manage them. Um, cause it can be,
2: can be really hard just to even find your NFT if you don't have this.
0: Right. right. That's really good guys.
2: Yeah. That's, that's an important note that I want to double click on is that, um, sort of our experience on Solana has been really interesting because we've sort of, we've seen, we've taken a peek into the future of what an ultra low fee environment right. looks like. Yeah. Um, and the different types of issues mm-hmm. and problems that appear there. Um, and yeah, basically TLDR is that, um, people love to collect a lot of NFTs. Um, so yeah, most, a lot of users actually have thousands of, of NFTs and some, some users each actually also have hundreds of wallets that they manage. Within well, that's what,
0: what I think is cool. It's like back to kind of philosophies of, you know, MetaMask started, with, uh, ethereum main chains expanding outward. Right. Whereas you guys, uh, started as like, uh, in the Ethereum world, we might call it like a side chain or a different chain, the Solana ecosystem, and now you're expanding expanding Mm -hmm. in and that gives you like the whole experience in Solana over the past you know 18 months it's got to be like ethereum on steroids basically right and um so you've solved some of those problems you've already you know started to think about multi-chain and um it really i think it like primes you guys to go like because the multi-chain thesis is correct um like i think that's been like shown it's correct now there's still some question as to whether they'll be like dominant settlement layers versus a world of many side chains And so we've talked about this on bankless for for listeners, right? It's like kind of like the the Ethereum one settlement layer and a whole bunch of layer twos uh, and the cosmos, everything's an app chain sort of notion. And Mm -hmm. maybe there's some probably space in between where they kind of like uh, converge. But um, both of those visions are multi-chain to be clear, right? Like even in Ethereum with layer twos, you're going to have Arbitrum and polygon and optimism and, and all of the ZK mm-hmm. sync, uh, ZK providers as well. And so because you've already designed around that, that, that allows you to kind of expand, uh, quicker. So I guess maybe I'm, I'm kind of leading up to, uh, rather than a statement, maybe sort of like a question, does this all make, um, layer two expansion fairly easy? Cause now you're all in a, you're in a straight EVM world and you started with, with kind of polygon, but like, it's gotta be. I don't know, like you tell me you're this you're you're the CTO, Francesca. So so <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but it's gotta be once you're here in Ethereum land and EVM, pretty easy to sort of scale this out across other layer twos.
3: Somewhat. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: we uh, so I, I think you're you're right in that we were able to h- solve a harder problem up front, which is to support a non-EVM chain and a, and an EVM chain at once and in this case two evm chains and one non-evm because that's that's a lot harder than it is just to support multiple evm chains um and so we are really well positioned to add support for our avalanche uh you know l2s what have you but i will say that it's not as easy as you think because our our integrations are actually very deep so you know even going back to the home page we, we actually uh show you unlike other wallets in many cases we, sh- we show you all your tokens so like we have an index of like which tokens you own and make sure to surface those automatically you don't have to add it uh, in the same way getting nft data is, is quite challenging for new chains um supporting swapping for new for for on new chains is can be somewhat challenging transaction history same story so um I think there is it's it's Really easy for us now to to add support for new chains in like a shallower shallower way. So like this like progressive enhancement, uh, graceful degradation concept that you saw in, in browsers in the early days too. So we have that we have that sort of concept, uh, But you know, so it's really important to think about like this degree of support concept. Um, it's definitely easy for us to like have light support, but the the lift required to actually add all these features for a new chain is is uh, non trivial
1: there was something that you said uh francesco about how you got you phantom got a taste of like what a low fee blockchain looks like Uh, and it's always been mine and ryan's philosophy that like the economics of a monolithic blockchain are unsustainable um, mm-hmm. But we, again, we don't have to go into that. But like Solana, I think what, what I got out of that is like Solana during its height of the bull run really got a taste of the future, right? It was mm-hmm. ahead of the game. Uh, what happens when there are zero fees, you see a Cambrian explosion of more NFTs, more collection. And so like to me, this this wallet, whoever whoever's wallet this is with a bajillion NFTs in it is a taste of the future. You're muted, Ryan. Uh, oh. Is a taste of the future, right? Where I expect everyone to have thousands of nfts across so many different ecosystems for whatever reasons that is the web3 future that i envision for the world solana got there first because of the low fees whether or not monolithic chains can are sustainable is a different story but we are going to see chains with basically zero fees for users in the long term the crypto world whatever Uh your thesis is it
0: will converge upon that so like i mean thousands of nfts david this sounds like deep like every Are people people just get addicted to this stuff? Well, I (laughs) mean, that's uh, a real problem. (laughs) Well,
1: I don't. I wouldn't think of like thousands of collectibles, but like we got we got a playing card here, right? Like so so rare, and they're um, all your metaverse
0: property that you. Yes,
1: exactly. Your 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 swords, your playing cards, your Mm -hmm. Pokemon, your whatever you want, your any like we. The whole point about crypto is that we get to make assets now. That's our power. That's our superpower that we have, and now we get to explore that frontier of what assets can we make that are cool to make and so like and it turns out people want thousands of them uh, yes exactly (laughs) not just like not not just like a Um, a crypto punk and a crypto dick butt which is me but like you know all assets all the assets and so we need a wallet that can contain all
3: of the assets assets. yeah yes that's correct it's actually really bad on polygon too
2: like you you can't really do anything on polygon without receiving a spam nft yeah um yeah yeah. spam nfts i think is is yeah, the the dark side of that coin. Is just, <laughs> it's well, do you want to talk about? Do you want to yeah, talk about well, the hidden
3: yeah. collections and 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 going back to this trust and safety discussion?
1: Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that I still want to talk about. There's that. Uh, yeah. The the chat is asking when Phantom token, so I guess I'll have to ask <laughs> that token. But uh, first, guys, we have to cut to sponsors to th- help thank all these sponsors to help us go bankless. In all of my years in crypto, I've never been hacked, scammed or lost money to a thief. And a lot of that credit goes to my Ledger hardware wallet. The Ledger Nano X and the Ledger Nano S Plus hardware wallets allow users like you and me to secure and manage all of our crypto assets and our NFTs, all with the security of storing users' private keys offline and out of reach from hackers. The Ledger Nano X is the perfect hardware wallet for managing your crypto and NFTs on the go because it connects to your phone with Bluetooth and has a nice big screen for easy transaction readings. has also upgraded the iconic ledger nano s and made the new ledger nano s device more DeFi and nft friendly making it the perfect hardware wallet for beginners ledger has truly maximized for both ease of use and security so discover which ledger device is best suited for your journey by going and visiting shop.ledger.com if you've been listening to bankless you know that we're fans of the modular blockchain thesis the idea that blockchains will separate execution from data availability and consensus allowing all three to become the best versions of themselves and fuel has built the fastest modular execution layer in the industry. By supporting parallel transaction execution, Fuel unlocks significantly faster throughput for the web 3 world. Fuel also goes beyond the limitations of the EVM with its own Fuel VM which is more efficient and optimized, opening up the design space for developers. And lastly, Fuel brings a powerful developer experience with its own domain-specific language, Sway, and a supportive tool chain called Fork. With Fuel, you can have the benefits of smart contract languages like Solidity while adopting the improvements made by the Rust tooling ecosystem, letting the Fuel development environment go beyond the limitations of the EVM. If you want to learn more, there's a link in the show notes to see how you can get involved with a Fuel network. The Layer 2 era is upon us. Ethereum's Layer 2 ecosystem is growing every day, and we need Layer 2 bridges to be fast and efficient in order to live a Layer 2 life. Across is the fastest, cheapest, and most secure cross-chain bridge. With Across, you don't have to worry about high fees or long wait times. Assets are bridged and available for use almost instantaneously. Across's bridges are powered by UMA's optimistic Oracle to securely transfer tokens between Layer 2s and Ethereum. Across is critical ecosystem infrastructure and Across V2 has just launched. Their new version focuses on higher capital efficiency layer two to layer two transfers and a brand new chain with polygon all while prioritizing high security and low fees you can be a part of Across's story by joining their discord and using across for all of your layer two transferring needs so go to across.to to quickly and securely bridge your assets between ethereum optimism polygon arbitrum or boba networks all right, bankless station. We are back with the brand new spiffy Phantom wallet, and now we're gonna start pressing some buttons. I think uh, we're gonna press some buttons in the Phantom wallet. I think we might buy some NFTs. Uh, guys, what buttons should we press first?
3: Let's buy an ETH NFT. Let's do it. Wow. Which
1: All one? Right.
0: Yeah, that's that's the big question. Is which one? We go in. We go in big. We go in little. Yeah, we're buying a cri- CryptoPunk, right?
3: We we've we came prepared. We have uh, five, almost six ETH to spend
0: oh, six ETH to spend oof, big spend. Yeah. I d- dare we ask the chat how much of a delay is there between uh the feed <laughs> and the chat David? about 10 seconds yeah there's 10 seconds all right so if we ask chat what nft should we buy oh to they're going they're gonna come running yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> we should tweet it out what <laughs> let me tweet something out actually buy an NFT live. <laughs> we are live. we have five you're not gonna spend it all budget budget your marketing budget guys um let's see I'm gonna live tweet this
3: while you work on that we can talk about um how it works I guess yeah that's Tell all. It's
0: about how yeah. it works
3: yeah sorry so we're on blur so blur is a you know ETH, uh ETH nft marketplace or aggregator um so currently you have to we're like compatible with these metamask connect buttons uh we are working with people across the ecosystem like the various, Uh, wallet connect modal solutions to add ourselves. Uh, And we we expect to be in a a lot of them when we launch. Uh, But right now, I'm gonna click MetaMask, it works. That's tight. How does that work?
1: What happens if you also have MetaMask loaded up though?
3: It's a good question. Um, So it's, there isn't actually a good standard on for this. So uh, I believe it's the the extension you install uh, second. That dominates. So wait, you guys hijacked the MetaMask button. This is pretty common practice, actually. Um, wow, that's cool. We we might add an affordance. We don't want to ruin the experience, right? I mean, you should right. be able to use what, what you want to use. Um, and to and to be clear, if MetaMask is installed after Phantom, MetaMask does that. The right. Phantom, right, right. Um, and so there are affordances around like, you know, being letting you choose, uh, but they're not really. We haven't really built them yet, so, um, so yeah. You can see I mean, the increased connect experience. I'm signed in. Um, oh, there's Tim Ferriss'
1: NFTs. While That's- you guys figure out
3: which one to buy, we can just show you this transaction simulation feature. So uh, it, it might be too small on the screen, but I'm gonna click buy now on this floor, punchy Penguin. 4. Wow. The Pudgy floor is at
1: 4. Good for the penguin.
3: And, uh, yeah, so it's actually the same experience that our Solana users are accustomed to, so we make it pretty simple. We just show you, like, what you're receiving and what you're sending or what you're paying for it. So it, it says Pudgy Penguin number 2722, and then it shows you in red that you're, you know, paying 4.23 ETH for it. Um, so. This seems simple, but there's a lot going on behind the scenes. So the transaction is sort of being, the transaction in the origin as well is sort of being scanned to make sure there's no malintent, it's making sure the website isn't a scam website, Mm. it's making sure there's not uh, attempts to, like, curtail the simulation, so, like, get away with simulation. Um, There's all this analysis going on in the background, and if it had been a malicious transaction you'll get this big red warning that says, Hey, something's up. You may want to think twice about approving this.
2: So I don't, Brandon, if you want to add anything,
3: maybe yeah. some stats about how
2: many people we save. Yeah. So this, this is an interesting one, something that we're pretty proud of. So on, so this, uh, like Francesco said, this feature is live on the Solana ecosystem at the moment. Um, and yeah, it's, it's actually having real impact. So, uh, as of today. Uh, we've actually saved users from over 18,000 wallet-draining transactions. Wow. So 18,000 different instances where someone was about to get fished into sending all their NFTs and tokens. We were actually able to prevent those. Um, and in the last 30 days alone, uh, we've saved 3, 000, around 3,000 unique users.
0: Um, Say it again for the regulators. How many is that?
2: <laughs> yeah, around 3,000 unique users. And I mean, that that's crazy because all of those users are very likely users that will never come back again if they get fished. You know what I mean? And so we're all trying so hard to, you know, bring all these users in. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, it's really up to everyone who's writing software in this space to provide like a safe and easy to use uh, environment. And so uh to kind of retain people well, in he, here.
0: he, here's another thing that's super important back to kind of philosophy for a second and by the way I I tweeted this out guys and, and put it in the bankless discord so I'm getting some submissions and I don't know what chat's saying about what nft we should buy but like from a, a philosophy perspective um okay part of the reason I think we got in the situation we did in 2022 where we trusted a whole bunch of centralizes exchanges and actors and we let SBF steal 16 billion dollars. From crypto users in our industry is because we didn't have the tools in place to go bankless and some of that is on us okay not all of it but some of that is on us we've been trying to talk about education but when it it's very difficult to get your crypto from an exchange and to start using a wallet to the extent that that's difficult we will have money that is locked in centralized providers and we won't be able to actually live up to the full potential of this decentralized peer-to-peer money system, like the reason we're all here. So we end up taking making compromises and sticking our uh, funds in a Celsius or a BlockFi because it's too hard. Not So to the extent that we are able to solve UX issues and keep it bankless, that is truly how we scale this industry. So I'm, I'm very bullish on tools like this And this is like back to a theme, we we can talk about FTX. We're not doing a single FTX SBF episode this week, right, David? (laughs) And what we want to focus in on is how we're actually rebuild this industry and tools like this are how we rebuild this industry on, on bankless principles. So I I just want to hear from you guys again. So this is a non-custodial wallet, right? Mm -hmm. No one, we're not giving up our private keys to any third party. There's no bankers in the middle. There's no SBF. There's no Alex Mashinsky, like in your, in your transaction set that you're trusting with your private keys. This is completely bankless. Can you confirm that for me? It works the same way as MetaMask. It works fundamentally the same way as, as a ledger hardware wallet. Can you confirm that for me and talk about that for a minute?
2: Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Consider that confirmed. So yeah, Phantom at its core is a non-custodial crypto wallet um, that helps users self-manage their, their crypto. Uh, and not only not only store it and um, manage it safely, but also do stuff with it safely. Um, and so, you know, Phantom turns your browser, your existing browser or existing um, mobile phone into a crypto wallet and opens up a world of decentralized applications to users. And that's, that's kind of really one of the core innovations of Web3 is the, the decentralized applications. Um, and yeah, we really are aiming to provide a safe and easy access to that. Um, is this yeah.
0: still seed f- f- phrase driven? Is there any kind of like social recovery type of aspect or is that kind of like out of reach for now? Uh, cause that's another piece that's difficult for people. Smart contract mm-hmm. wallets have tried to solve anything mm-hmm. on that.
2: So currently the, the key model is the same as MetaMask and w- and where there is a secret recovery phrase, uh, that lives at the heart of the wallet. Uh, in which you can derive an, a number of different addresses. Uh, we do support um, hardware wallets as well. So you are similar to MetaMask. You're able to plug in your ledger and also save that as an entry that you can you can use. Um, but yeah, key key recovery and key management is definitely a huge area that we want to be innovating on in the future. Um, yeah, things like account abstraction, um, social recovery. Potentially smart contract wallets, MPC, etc. Those are those are all things that are on the table for sure. Uh, and yeah, we lo- we're looking forward to pushing that forward.
0: All right, David. Well, I, I think we bought us some time here. We mm-hmm. ready to uh, put together a quick list of uh, a shopping lists. Yeah, shopping list. Mm-hmm. I've got a few from from my side. I'm monitoring Discord and Twitter. Yeah. Do you have some to add? Yeah. That's, well, so from the chat,
1: uh, Pudgies have definitely come up. Uh, Crypto okay. Coven's, which I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of. Uh, okay. Has come up in the chat, uh, Monaverse space, which I'm unfamiliar with. Um, but if I could put my uh, hat in the ring, I would 100% be down to purchase a crypto dickpot. <laughs> <I,
0: laughs> All right, the I, only I, NFT I it that it. matters. Let me throw my shopping list. Uh, and several people are typing as well. Um, Stonies, not heard of Stonies by Satoshi's mom. Um, might be low price though. Maybe there's that. um Pudgy penguins it, came up on my cheap. side. Yeah. Stonies are cheap. Okay. Uh, that that's the discount aisle we can shop in. Um, podcast NFTs mm. because it's the bankless community. This is not a self-submission. Uh, <laughs> cock Punch. Tim Ferriss was recently wait, on the podcast. Wait,
1: our, our NFTs just came up there.
3: What yeah, yeah, you're you're right uh, from here.
1: It was great.
0: Ah uh, <laughs> and then uh and then uh poolies. By the oh, way, of poolies course. go poolies. to a good cause. All right, poolies are do you guys know poolies with a Y? Uh P. Pully. Uh, Ooh, puffers,
1: puffers. Yeah. Well, so that's a pulley that derivative.
0: A... This is pulley
1: yeah, derivative. These are pulley mf'er derivatives. F-ers. Oh yeah. yeah. But we yeah. should
0: do the OG pulleys. Yeah, I, I didn't we see that, find that one come up. The reason is pulleys are cool because um, it goes to like um, <laughs> Pool together there. got a lawsuit and it goes to the defense fund. That'd be one that that'd be cool. um Nars, have you heard of this? Chain runners. Anyway, mm-hmm. we got a few options here. Let's let's pick one or two. Okay, we're getting greedy here. <laughs> um, your, your buy choice? all of our NFTs.
3: <laughs>
0: we should do like relatively cheap ones, right? Crypto
2: tech bots. I can send some more ETH if we're uh, really. You're trying ready to call. buy. A oh, bunch no, of no, no.
0: no, no! Save save your dollar, your ETH, guys. Stake your ETH. Don't spend it. My my only yeah.
3: ask is that it's a uh, it's profile picture friendly because we're going to show off a personalization feature later.
1: <sighs> all right.
0: Well. David.
1: I know a few people who have that as their
0: PFP, but I okay. will stop. Without it. shilling your bags, what do you think makes the most sense here? You're the NFT pro I,
1: I think, okay, so uh, MFers are CCO. Uh, poolies are go- good to, uh, for a good cause. They're also cheap. I, I vote Pooleys, uh, Puffers, PFers. Pooley Puffers? Pooley, yeah. the, the ones we're looking at right now. Yeah,
0: yeah. Does okay. this go to a good cause
1: too? Uh, I don't know, but okay. the the Pooley meme does. All right.
3: We can buy a really nice one.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know that it makes a difference. Does it, David? Okay. I have to. I'm, uh, this
3: one resonates with me.
0: Oh, yeah? What do you think? Pink, white. Nerd glasses. One? Yeah, glasses are good. Got to have the glasses. Yeah. Got to have the glasses. Right, Seems like a fair price. So we're buying this on Blur. We're approving the transaction right now on the Phantom Wallet. And then we wait. Pending. It's pending. Is that, it's that Ethereum So from it's the slow. Phantom
3: Wallet? This is from Blur actually.
0: Oh, I mean, cool. from Blur.
3: All right. So yeah, it's it's a good old fashioned ETH transaction. What? Um,
0: Where are the gas fees on this? How much do we spend? I don't know. Uh, Six dollars. Six bucks. And how much did we burn? No, I'm
3: kidding. Uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Just there like that. Go. And now can we see it in the Phantom Wallet?
3: So you can see the balance went down we should probably search for it since we have we also our power user puli i think pfer is what you want here they are
1: great wow that happened so fast that populated so yep.
0: quickly so it indexes like automatically that's yeah pretty magical
2: yeah, yeah uh-huh. really cool. since we just bought a brand new NFT, we can also pin it so if you in the top right pin it now if we go back to the our page First. it shows right at the top of it.
0: so cool all right. Do, do you guys? Do you guys? do, Here's a challenge. Do you guys do um, sound NFTs? <laughs> how would it, how would a sound we NFT? We We we
3: can we can play it. It just won't appear. The the image won't appear. Okay. Right now. Well, let, let's do it. Let's buy one. We it. see. an let's example? Can we have? Should we buy a Bankless? I, of I'm not the only the only podcast like... NFTs that exist. Yeah. You're not saying Ooh. we should but we're not saying that we shouldn't.
0: Crypto <laughs> Renaissance is solid. Uh, a solid collectible.
2: All right, 25E. For Josh Rosenthal. This is
0: great. Do you guys ever listen to this episode?
2: The Crypto Renaissance episode? Yeah. No. Not, oh, not yet. Mad. There's a reason it's why so we started that one.
0: They have the collectible. It's just, I'm not going to say it's my favorite. What's my favorite? <laughs> uh, All right, let's see wow, already done. Only $4. but that must seem really high for you, for you guys coming from uh, (laughs) a beautiful salon. It is, it is fractions of
3: a cent on, on some Polygon uh, or
0: on Polygon. uh, We just bought a, uh, sound NFT podcast, podcast NFT, the crypto renaissance.
1: And we just bought our own collectible while live streaming. We're totally gonna get Liz warned. Well, we didn't, uh, what's the name of it?
2: Uh, it was there B A just search B A. So yeah, the preview actually shows up.
3: Well, I can play it for the audience. I don't
0: think, I, oh wow! The sound is coming through. the sounds coming through. Yeah, are, is everyone hearing that, or is it just us? Wait. So this the.
1: Yeah, everyone's oh, no, no, drop
0: the beat. Keep playing. It. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: so you guys uh, are the Phantom Wall is already music NFT enabled. That's correct. Yeah. Wow. We truly is happy now.
2: Well, wow. We made a return on it
1: too. Oh, because wow. we bumped the oh, because we bumped the floor price because we bought the floor. Yeah. We bought, yeah. but this <laughs> tracks
0: the returns from what market is this feeding from?
3: Uh, I believe it's feeding from a few just marketplaces. Nice. This is a, this is the floor. So if you were to sell the empty for the floor, we just increased the floor by buying it. So
0: nice job, Bankless
1: pumping yeah. our back. And by being and go. by
0: being on the Bankless podcast, right? <laughs> 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 this is so cool.
3: Well, well um, done, guys. Thanks. I just wanted to show off one final thing, which is we bought this fully before. Going to set it as our avatar. Oh,
1: show nice. Better. And what was that useful for? That just shows, you okay, so you just know which wallet it is. You can just make it more, well, this yeah, is, my, this is mean, my gaming wallet. This is my NFT
0: collection wallet. Totally. Your burner wallets, burner, we, burner addresses.
1: I think one of the hard things with multi
3: chain is um, like, there's a lot of addresses to manage actually. And I think a lot of people rely on like skimming their, their like raw address to know which wallet it is.
0: Do you know, I have some memorized.
3: It's bad. memorized? Address. Yeah. Not
0: like the full thing, but like, I know the four digits in the front and the back.
3: Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's a bit harder when you are like have three addresses to one account, quote unquote. Um, so we've we've gone like we've done a lot of user research and have gone pretty extend uh, extensive lengths to like make this easier. So yeah, using as many visual cues as you can. So you can name it. You can put set a profile picture to it just so you remember which one it is. Um,
0: That's super. That's super good. And I would remind folks like our analogy for. Uh, an address a crypto wallet address your public key. Mm-hmm. it's basically like um it's your bank account number right? right like it's kind of and then you can you can put other property into it so it's almost like a bank fault but like how many of you know your 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 bank account number right that's on the bottom of a checkbook that you have like nobody knows that and you shouldn't that's the point you shouldn't have to <laughs> it should be abstracted away from you um all right so now now it's the part where um we get to ask you guys the problem for everybody watching this episode uh, is that this is not yet released mm-hmm. but that will change and when is that going to change when is this going to be live on uh ethereum and polygon
2: you have Brendan. yeah so yeah pretty excited to say that in the next few weeks um 20, 2022,
1: 2022 yes before,
2: what before holidays before the holidays right we will have not live to everyone, uh, but we will have an experience where you can go and if you download the normal, the production phantom app, you can enter in a beta code and sort of evolve it from a monochain wallet to a multichain wallet uh, and use it in a, in this beta phase through the holidays. Okay,
0: okay cool. so let's be clear on what people need to do. So they should go to the phantom.app waitlist. slash waitlist site. and or Follow us-, us
3: on Twitter because we'll be releasing the beta codes on Twitter too.
0: And then you release beta codes on twitter do Every, you have a beta yeah. code right now that you can release
3: <laughs> oh well we could they, they it's not actual right now though because we haven't
2: submitted okay okay yeah, but we, we can, can, create, we can create a bankless code yeah. for you guys can
0: we just do a bankless code so that people don't even have to remember if they watch this episode and they listen to it then they could just go to this phantom.app waitlist and type in a bankless and they get this That'd be
2: we really can cool. just make one up now it's like yes yeah, so for sure we can do one that's called just Bankless. Just Bankless, yeah.
0: awesome. And then they have to. What are they downloading? If they they do they have to hit the download button for it to convert. Um...
3: So you just download the normal the normal apps, okay. so nothing special. And then there there will be a beta code redemption flow, and okay. uh, just go from there. And Dot awesome. app slash download.
1: Guys, I uh, just got the uh, Twitter bot notification that a Bankless NFT was sold. So thank you.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Supporting a show.
1: <laughs>
2: um
0: No, this is great. Um do we have to ask the is does the chat want to know anything else, David? Uh is there gonna be a phantom token ever? Uh oh, okay.
2: That's a good question. Something that we could talk about probably for, for a while, but in the uh short to medium term we don't have any plans to do a token. Okay. Um I can elaborate, but um no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah i think that right now we're pretty much laser focused on making sure that the user experience is as safe and easy to use as possible uh before you know overcomplicating things so
0: i think people are a little uh tired uh, a token of like, fatigue. yeah token fatigue for a while so uh, uh that's perfectly okay we're in the we're in the build market now um not in the, in the token market so uh Guys, thanks so much for for joining us. I'm I'm really glad. I am mean, this is great news for uh, the entire crypto community and really excited to see uh that you guys are are coming back home as you said and uh and deploying here. I think this will expose it to a whole bunch more users. Uh so uh we appreciate you sharing this with us.
2: Yeah, thanks so much Ryan and David. It was it was a lot of fun. Da- yeah, David.
0: Thanks for having us. Do we end with the the alpha leak with the regular stuff?
1: Uh yes, some disclaimers. Yes, yes, do. Yes. do you say those?
0: Uh yeah, I do you want to say them then? or should uh, I? No, I don't have them in front of me, so you have to. I kind of want you to do it from memory.
1: <laughs> Risks and disclaimers, Bankless Nation. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone. Crypto is risky. DeFi is risky. I'll do this in a slightly different order. Uh, but we are glad you are with us on the Bankless journey. Uh, thanks a lot. And cheers, guys. Well done, David.